Welcome to the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast, episode 25. Top tips for traveling with a toddler. I'm your host, Gina Visram from LimitlessCoaching.com, and you are listening to the podcast for working parents. And if you're a regular listener, you will know that it is my firm belief that if you are a parent who is very much engaged in the upbringing of your child, then you are a working parent, whatever your day job looks like. And if you are a working parent, are an active parent, I also hope that you give yourself some time to switch off and go on holidays. And if you do, then this episode is for you. Now, traveling with babies, toddlers, children even, from everything that I've seen of my friends and networks, can be fairly anxiety-inducing. And that's really the last thing that you want when holidays are meant to be exactly that. Holidays. Chilled, fun, enjoyable. And as a result, I thought that it would be really, really useful to do a quick podcast for you today about some tips when it comes to traveling with toddlers. Now, I won't say this is my area of expertise, um, but it's certainly my area of experience because at the time of recording this podcast in August 2017, my little girl is 18 months old. And so far, we have done three plane journeys. We did one long haul one uh, back when she was about seven or eight months old, which certainly had its own challenges, and especially because it was just me and the little one. So that's maybe a story for another time. (laughs) But she wasn't walking and and toddling or anything by then. So in some ways, uh, there was some more ease at that time. Uh, The next trip that we went on, she was about 16 months old and we went to Malta. Now, we are based in London currently, so Malta really isn't very far to get to. Three hours, three and a half hours, I'd say. So that was useful, that was good, survived that unscathed. But I guess what I'm going to be referencing today when we talk about top tips for travelling with toddlers is our most recent journey. Um, which we actually came back from just, well, a few days ago. And that was a just under nine-hour flight to the Dominican Republic, which is beautiful, by the way. If you haven't been, I definitely highly recommend it. But, you know, when we would say to people or colleagues or, or whatever the case might be that we're going on this trip, there was certainly... a a percentage at least of the parents that I know who kind of gave me that ooh kind of look that you get when you're a little bit concerned about something and in this case it was the travel and I've got to admit I had my own reservations as well you know Chances are you or I don't necessarily love to be in the air for nine hours necessarily. You can get a little bit antsy, you can get a little bit bored. So when you think about a toddler, then 
you, you kind of imagine that potentially being magnified. So what I thought I would do is I will share some tips, um, and I think we're going to have seven tips, with seventh, the seventh one I'd say probably um, being the most significant. Let's see whether you agree. So I'm going to share some tips, and as ever, I'm going to give my disclaimer that anything that we talk about here on the podcast isn't me saying, you know, wagging finger, this is what you should be doing, or this is the right thing to do. It never is. It's always about me sharing my experience, sharing my awareness, sharing my knowledge. And if anything resonates with you, then you are more than welcome to give it a try. And if you do, as always, I would love to hear from you in terms of how you get on. So that really applies for any conversations that we have here on the podcast. So let's start with tip number one. Tip number one is be ready with a wide range of activities. Now, I heard a recommendation from somebody saying one new activity per hour of your journey, which is interesting. We certainly weren't that prescriptive with uh, the amount of activities that we had, but I will give you an idea of the sorts of things that we took along and really kind of how that panned out. So, like I said, going to the Dominican Republic from where we live is just under nine hours. And for our little one, we took an Etch-a-Sketch toy. We took some stacking cups. We took five to six books, some of her favourites, a couple new ones, as she loves to read. We took a couple of spinning toys that she really likes. And uh, at the recommendation of quite a few parents that we know, we also downloaded a, a bunch of shows, really. Um, we, we went to the Disney Life app, which was brilliant, actually, because Nyla loves uh, some of the shows on Disney Junior. So, you know, we got some episodes of The Lion Guard, of Sophia the First, you know, these kind of really lovely toddler-friendly shows. Now, interestingly... We didn't actually use the iPad at all on the journey there or the journey back, which I found quite interesting, but it was great and reassuring to kind of be ready and have those sorts of things lined up. And we'd certainly do that again in the future. So for us, it was really a case of having a range of activities, including lots of books. I also got some of those little... I don't even know whether it was from a pound store or where it was, but some of those little kind of board books that they can kind of hold in one hand and sort of flick through themselves. So just sort of as a thing to do as well. And I think I also, again, I didn't use these, I don't think, but I also bought some flashcards because I knew that those could be really fun. So we had sort of flashcards with numbers, flashcards with, with letters and shapes and all sorts of things. So, as you can see, we were really ready with a range of activities. But tip number two very much links into tip number one, but it is to introduce unusual items. Now, when we were away on our holiday, Nyla became absolutely obsessed with taking a straw and stirring it around a cup with some ice and some kind of liquid water or whatever the case might have been. Uh, no, we didn't let her near mummy and daddy's cocktails. 
But that became a really sort of fun thing for her to do. And she would spend ages, you know, kind of with a straw, uh, putting it into a drink, trying to get drops of the drink out through the straw. And, you know, we watched her at times on holiday, spending a load of time doing that and realised that, you know, having, I guess, some more, I've called it unusual things, but, you know, that isn't a set toy. But again, you know, one of the other things that she got quite into was removing uh, bottle tops from bottles of water (laughs) and sort of putting them back on. And you can really see her kind of hand-eye coordination and her mind working. And so I wanted to add that as tip number two. So as well as sort of thinking of, you know, the toys and the games and the, the programs, to also think about other activities that might include, you know, things like straws and cups and that sort of thing as well. Uh, Another thing, actually, we had a really cute picture that we took, and it was Nyla playing with headphones. So she doesn't generally have access to earphones or headphones. And one of the things that she did even before we took off was she really enjoyed playing with those. So this is what I mean from sort of random objects that maybe they might find quite interesting. Now we will go to tip number three. This is only really useful for you at this stage if you haven't already booked your trip uh, or your your next trip. But of course, I anticipate you're going to be going on holidays throughout the years anyway. So hopefully it is still relevant for you. And that is to book flights that align with their routines. Now I have to say, we're not strict routine people as parents. And this is said with no judgment because I have admiration for parents that have, you know, much more um, set routines than ours and those that don't as well, because parenting really is all about what works for you and what works for your child. Um, So we certainly have have routines to some degree, but nothing, you know, really, really prescriptive or, or at very exact times. But I suppose what I mean is, you know, where you can book an overnight flight, that's great. Where you can book a flight that coincides with your toddler's afternoon nap, then that's great as well. And that was actually the case for us. So we flew out of Gatwick at 12 midday. And she probably fell asleep by about 1.30. Because that is around her nap time. So yeah, so so that worked really well for us. And then the flight back, of course, there's a time difference, but it ended up being an overnight flight. And she actually, she, she didn't sleep much on the way out, but she slept quite a bit on the way back. So again, kind of thinking about the times of your flights, maybe not necessarily doing those really, really early morning flights, you know, unless you need to or, or it's your preference. But those are the sorts of things to consider. And actually, maybe I'll make this uh, point at tip 3B. Again, this is a very personal thing that I'm happy to share with you. For me, at the moment, I really want our holiday to have the greatest amount of ease as possible. And so for me, that actually involves booking a carrier where they make it as easy as possible. When it comes to luggage, 
I am not somebody who has ever traveled light. My goodness, I know that my dad along the way probably would have loved me too, and I know my husband now probably would as well. <laughs> but certainly now, you know, even while I've really scaled back since baby, she has things as well. You know, we're, we're already talking about multiple books and different toys and all of that. So if you're flying with a carrier who wants to charge you money for every extra thing or kind of makes it really hard whether you know you can have a handbag and a hand baggage piece or you can't I, I guess ultimately just be really clear on the allowance of your carrier maybe that's how I should put this be really clear on the allowance but where possible if you can think about carriers like BA who have a really generous allowance and you don't need to use it it's just that you can so even though, you know, our little girl is under two and wasn't, you know, she didn't have her own seat, she had her own luggage allowance, her own hand baggage allowance and her own suitcase allowance. And that certainly really helped to minimise any of the potential stresses around that. So I'm going to call that 3B, kind of making deliberate travel decisions, I'd say that could be called. Number four, really easy, really quick, lots of snacks. Lots and lots of snacks. <laughs> um, that really helps as well. Again, it ends up being a bit of an activity, doesn't it? So that is a good one, whether it is chopped fruit or, or whatever it will be. You know what your child will like to eat. That is really good to have prepared. Uh, it certainly helps the journey in my experience. Number five, have anything that comforts your child to hand. Now, this sounds fairly ambiguous, and I suppose when I'm thinking about comfort, I'm thinking about the whole journey, but I guess I'm also thinking about takeoff and landing, because, you know, that will be a time where as grown-ups, we might be sucking on sweets or chewing gum, and our little ones aren't at the stage where they're chewing gum yet. So certainly what we have done and what I have seen other travellers doing on our three trips is if your toddler takes a bottle, give them the bottle. If your toddler is still nursing like ours is, then allow them to nurse during, and encourage actually them to nurse during takeoff and landing. And even if none of those two are particularly relevant for you, one of the ones that I saw on the way out to the Dominican Republic, which I thought was great, and I imagine that we will use in the future, is there was a lovely family across the aisle from us. And the little boy who, I'm not great with kids' ages, but I imagine he was three and a bit, um, he had a lollipop. So again, that's sort of a comfort thing uh, when it comes to takeoff and landing and when your ears pop and can be really uncomfortable, and especially when our little ones can't really communicate what's wrong, where we can have something to hand that can really assist in this, that is really useful. So that is my fifth tip. My sixth one is to walk around, you know, walk around, walk up and down the aisles. I didn't need to do this so much when Nyla was little on our last long haul journey, but this time she really needed to move. So it might have just been, you know, kind of moving uh, just in front of our seats. So we were in an exit row where you often see um, families with young kids. So, you know, whoever was in the aisle, either me or Raheem, we would put our leg up and Nyla could just 
wander um, and play in that area, or we would just walk up and down the aisles. And that serves a few purposes. One, it's a change of scenery, which is nice and interesting and is an activity as well. Two, it might take you away from what's starting to feel like a bit of a pressured situation if your little one is feeling antsy. Three, if your little ones are anything like Nyla, they are charming. Our girl is certainly charming and I imagine that your little ones are too. So it's really sweet actually and I know that I've done this before having kids as a passenger. You see a parent or grandparent or carer, whoever the case, whoever it may be, walking up and down the aisles with a little one and you smile and you wave and they engage with you. And we have always, in every flight, we've had somebody playing peekaboo with Nyla. You know, even when she was seven, eight months and, and kind of less engaging than she is now. So have a walk, take a walk. It's good for everybody. And it's also quite nice for the passengers, I think, to um, maybe not just hear the kids, <laughs> but see who they are. And it kind of maybe lends to a sense of community and maybe empathy, if that's the case. I know we were very lucky that Nyla um, wasn't a crier on any of these flights, but really quite a few children were. And I think when you can, you know, see the little one sort of crying or in discomfort or whatever, you know, there there really is a sort of sense of, of sympathy or, or empathy there. And that's a good thing as well. Now, I do remember seeing a few years ago, actually, I've just remembered this, that there were, I, I guess maybe it was a bit of a trend at the time, I don't know, you know, kind of uh, giving out sort of goodie bags to people in the seats near you, with like a bit of an apology note. And I, again, sort of no judgment here. I see the thinking behind that and I see how it's quite cute. I I personally wouldn't want to apologise for my little one necessarily, just when I guess it's part of the process, but I still think that it can be a really cute idea. So I don't even know how I would look that up, but I remember seeing that on social media a few times and some people really took to it. Um, so again, it's another idea, you know, uh, If and if it resonates with you, that's something else that you can try. And tip number seven. This is the one that I said is the biggie. And I know I've potentially miscounted on some of these and maybe they've been extra tips, but still. <laughs> tip number seven for traveling with a toddler is that like in life, like in your career, like in everything, attitude is everything. It really, really is. And I truly believe that if your child gets a vibe that you are really, really dreading this travel, then they might be dreading it as well, or they might just be taking on your energy of worry, right? It's it's entirely possible. They they take on our energy at so many other times. So why not when, you know, we're we're traveling and they're out of their comfort zone? So for me, <laughs> I know on this trip, I remember I kept saying to Nyla with a big smile, Lots of fun and lots of sleep. Lots of fun and lots of sleep. <laughs> so yeah, potentially just something I was trying to convince myself. But I don't think she would have ever really had an inkling of me being particularly stressed out or worried about the travel. Because 
For us, it was important to be laughing and joking and having a good time and having fun. Even when you're in a long queue at the airport, even when a very well-meaning flight attendant uh, or, sorry, member of ground staff is trying to rush you onto the plane before you're ready to get onto the plane. Even when there are all of these things that happen, even when somebody wants you to take off your, you know, your shoes, your belt, your rings, your <laughs> your everything else. Um, there are all of these things, uh, certainly when it comes to travel and certainly when it comes to flying, that have the potential to be stressful if we allow them to be. But if we encourage ourselves to have a more chilled attitude, then it's certainly my hope that our little ones traveling with us will take on that energy as well. So those are my top tips for traveling with a toddler. I should probably have said for flying with a toddler because I know kind of car journeys and that sort of thing might have their own rules. But whether that is useful for you this summer or whether it is useful beyond, I really, really hope that you, out of these uh, seven, seven plus tips, I really hope that you have found something that you are keen to try. And as ever, I would love you to report back and let me know what you think. So just a reminder of the ways that we can connect. There are a few ways. One is via Facebook. So if you have not joined the Limitless Coaching page on Facebook, please do. It's so easy to find, facebook.com forward slash Limitless Coaching. Uh, I have a variety of posts there, which, uh, as with everything I do for the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast, it is targeted at working parents and helping you to, um, to really take steps to create positivity in your career and your lifestyle. So feel free to engage there. And of course, do make sure that you join the community. It takes 30 seconds to go to limitlesscoaching.com, put in your email address, and then you will often be the first to hear of anything that is going on. Please feel free to comment, share, and if you like this podcast episode, or any of the podcast episodes that I have done, I would be so grateful if you would pop along to iTunes or whatever your podcast provider is and leave a review. Because when you leave a review, it is much more likely that fellow working parents will stumble across this podcast too. And hopefully they will also enjoy it. So I'm Gina Visram from LimitlessCoaching.com. You have been listening to the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast. It has been amazing, as always, to hang out. And I really, really look forward to connecting again soon. Happy traveling!